Grace New Hope and the teaching ministry of Pastor Randy Rainwater. Today, Pastor Randy is interviewing a special guest, Pastor Anton from Ukraine. Please turn in your Bibles to Romans 8, 17 through 19 as we continue on in our series, Revival. Let's listen now. My name is Caleb Santos. I'm the chairman of the Elder Board, and I want to publicly welcome Pastor Anton to be among us. You know, um, we get a lot of time wrapped up with a little world around here. We forget that we got brothers and sisters all over, and they speak many languages. So this is a great reminder. I'm excited to hear what he has to say on behalf of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So let us pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning. You will remind us that you stand above borders, above armies, above flags and kingdoms, Lord. And we have brothers and sisters in both sides, even in the midst of conflict. And it's hard. We don't even know how to pray. But we pray to the mighty God whose power stands above all. And we want to come to you in humbleness. With broken hearts, full of hope. Because we know victory is yours. So as we stand here, we cry out together. Our Father, who are in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you. Well, let me do a couple of uh, little housekeeping things. First of all, welcome and uh, say, say hey to each other, okay? All right? Um, it, I, um, a, a couple of things as, as we're getting started this morning. Trunk or treat is today. Uh, Going to be amazing. We are moving it inside, so we're decorating boxes Instead of trunks, we've got boxes, refrigerator boxes. We're going to recycle those for fallout in just a couple, just in a month, a uh, month and a half. So, um, so uh, we are doing trunk or treat. So come on out and join us. Uh, tomorrow is um, either Halloween or All Hallows Eve or the day before All Saints Day, however you celebrate it, um, Reformation Day. Um, and the um, so th- this is. Um, We've got these, these packets of cards out there. This is the Mailbox Club. Um, it was started by the people at Samaritan's Purse, and, and it's an amazing thing. You put, a, you, you put a stamp on it, but if you want to give these out, you don't even have to do that, but you just drop it in with the, with the candy when the kids come around for trick-or-treat. They mail it in, and they get it, and then they mail in the card. They get a Bible lesson. They fill out the card. They fill out the Bible lesson, mail it in. They get another one. Last year, okay, 9 million kids started it. 7.8 million kids did all of the Bible lessons. When kids get mail, kids love getting mail addressed to them 
that doesn't have a political figure on it, okay? You know, just anybody's getting any of those, please recycle. That's all I'm gonna say, all right? So, um, but, uh, but if, you, um, if you do this, if you just drop these in, and we've got packets of those out there, um, two million kids indicated new faith in Christ. Um, listen, if 10% of that is really understood, that's still a phenomenal number. So, um, so easy, 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 cheesy here, okay? Just, just drop it in. Um, second thing uh, for all of you guys, we, um, we have these mugs, and the, we, we got these um, for new guests, but we discovered after we got them, when, we, when, we, when you wash them, they say bad words in the dishwasher. Um, don't try to figure it out, okay, all right? Uh, but, but trust me, I did it twice, and it said the same thing twice. I have no idea how it did. So we're giving these away. Uh, not, not to new guests, but if you'd like one, they're back there. Just please hand wash, okay? And... Uh, and, and those are there for you. Congratulations. Okay, all right. <laughs> Thank um, you. So, so I, I, there's only, only one thing that, you know, I, I just want to say before we get started and is, you know, this morning we, I, I picked Anton up and, and we were just so, you know, he kept asking me, you know, he goes, I keep hearing about this traffic he missed, thing. And, and you missed exit. Yes, I did. I missed an exit. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Yes. The, so we made you know, like the, Atlanta When you circle come back from the airport, the 285 thing, it's so confusing to me. Why, like Chattanooga, it, does, it doesn't say Greenville or any, like it just, so I, I get that wrong. So I did. Thanks for pointing that out. And I haven't, and I haven't seen Atlanta traffic. Maybe No, that's... I know you're so disappointed. Yeah. 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 I'll take you at, at listen, at 5 a.m., it's a, it's an amazing experience, you know? <laughs> 285 at 5 a.m. So, but um, but I'll take you back out later, and you'll understand when people are honking at you, they're not saying hello. Uh, so, um, just I, we um, we're just so excited that you're here today, and and I before we even before we even get started, if you guys got your Bibles, I do want you to see this. Yeah. This is just God. This is just God's direction. You know, this was planned. We, we didn't know you were going to be here for sure. I was not sure that I'll come here. Yes, yes. yes. And, and I, was, I was praying and, and pleading with the Lord because we, wanted, we knew you were coming to the States, but the timing of this, literally, it was last Sunday morning that it got confirmed. And, uh, but, but this is the scripture that we were going to do today, that I was going to preach, but Let's I'm not it. preaching it because you're preaching it. Romans 8, Romans 8. 16 to 18, was going to go back and grab a couple that Sheba said and then add one verse. Just going to add one verse. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, listen to this, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. You have to have the suffer before you get the glory. Remember, the glory is the mass of God. It's, the, it's, the, it's when you sense the literal presence of God. It's where the presence of God can be seen. That's the word glory. That's what that means. Now listen to this. For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory 
that is to be revealed to us. As if there's an all-knowing and loving presence that guides all this stuff. Um, tell us a little bit about you. We've actually got some pictures. These are some pictures we've, we've kind of seen. Let's kind of turn and look at them, and you can kind of tell us what they are, and then if we miss anything. Um, so uh, look okay. at that. Who is that, that good-looking guy on the right? Uh, on the left. Oh. Okay, <laughs> on the left. Okay. Yeah, let me get out of the way here just a little bit. Uh, so, it's me and my father, that's actually. Your dad. Yeah, uh, my father is senior pastor in New Life Church, Kiev, and uh, on a back... On, on the back, you see destroyed building. That building is destroyed in Kiev suburb. It's like uh, 50 miles from from center of Kiev. And um, in this building, you see this part of building completely destroyed. In basement of that, that building, people were hiding. Then that building fell down. Six people spent... 25 days in a basement of that building. Of that. And do you know how they survived? Homeless lady and her dog. Her dog heard her heard sound. And that's what, what while the, the city was occupied by Russians. And you, you understand, when it was occupied by Russians, no emergency service work, uh, nothing. Just mil Russian military, very aggressive and angry. And that homeless lady, and every day was bringing cookies and water to them. Mm. Twenty something days in that basement. And um, one family from our church, they're from this city. The city is Baradyanka. You can Google and you, see, you can see all pictures. Baradyanka, north east, uh, northwest from Kiev. And one family from our church, they are from that city. And uh, I was talking with Yura, and he told me, I have passion. I cannot sleep at night. God is saying something to me. And uh, I know that we, we need to plant a church there. And he told me, we need to look for a pastor to plant a church. And I, we, Anatoly and I said, okay, let's maybe pray Anatoly's about this. Anatoly's your dad? Yes, yeah. Okay. And we start to pray. Do you call him Anatoly? No. We, oh, okay, uh, all right. Dad. Okay, all right. Okay. I, I knew that because oh, I've yeah. been in meetings with the two of you together. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. we start to pray. And you know what? We become sure that Yura, Yuri will be pastor of the church. Mm. And we told him, you know, he's that kind of person who always in shadow he never on a stage he was he become believer in our church he grew up in our church and we told him and he said oh, are you sure <laughs> yes we are sure let's pray together and you know we planted a church there and his kids doing worship and they have amazing services and now they have 35 40 people Mm. And they are, they are locals, and they know everyone, and everyone knows them. And his uh, his wife is uh, working teacher in school, 
So she knows all kids and all kids know her. And it, it was so organic and natural. So when I see this picture, it was made in March, of one week after we liberated this city. Uh, but huge, huge destruction, yeah, destroy, destroyed city. So you but now we see that life is coming back to, and churches planting. And it's amazing to see this. You live in Kiev, yeah, and um, so so let me let me ask this. Let, let's just see the next picture. And we we honestly, again, I picked him up at the airport, you know. So we're just kind of so. This is where this is this is at your dad's church. Uh, yes, this is our church. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have yeah, six pastors. So, uh huh. Yeah. And and this church is in middle of Kiev, on the way to south to Odessa. Let's see the next one there. Uh, actually, this building, yeah, there this place was like a shelter for for refugees. And we keep like a warehouse. We keep all food, medicine here when war started. Now, what's that tank over there on the right? We had baptizing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tell yeah. me about it. I think we got a picture of some baptism. Do you have a yeah. baptism picture? Yeah. 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 Tell us. Just tell us. Tell us some. Yeah, we can do that. We can. You know, war brings huge pain, but also it brings huge opportunities. Million and million uh, people start to move inside of country. And at one point, we understood that thousands and thousands of Ukrainians are coming from east to Kiev. And they have no food to eat, no money, no work to do, no clothing. And every day we start to do a meeting with them. But not just, uh, we didn't want to become like a social organization. So yeah. we had, we, we distribute some food and we had round table and we had conversations with them. Yeah. And you know, when people walk through such a crisis, they are open to talk. Mm. And every day we had like 50 people and teams that had conversations. And from that, people start to come to church. And we baptized uh, 15 or 16 people, yeah. yeah. Since the war started. Since the war started. Wow. Now even more. We don't have a purpose to baptize like very fast. We have, we, we, we say, let's wait two months. Let's mm -hmm. prepare. Mm -hmm. Let's read scripture together. Let's research what it means to be disciple. Yeah. And it takes some time. And we, uh, it, we, we need this, this time to see how serious this person. Yeah. And we had amazing two families from, from Slavyansk, from Donetsk region. Amazing families. They are shining. Yeah, you're, they are shining. You're, and when, when, when I ask them, what you lost? You lost everything. You lost house at, at, at your home. They, they answer me, we found much more than we lost. We have found much more than we have lost. And you, it, it is in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And let, yeah, let me show. So, you're not going to sit down, are you? This, so, uh, this yeah, guys. <laughs> and this girl, she's amazing. She, she married to a guy from our, our church. And she's originally from uh, Mariupol region. Her uncle, 
is um, in Russian prison because he was part of Ukrainian army. And now all church is praying for her uncle because nobody can connect with with him and we are waiting for time when well, when he we're will gonna, we're gonna come back to that what's yeah. what's his name i can you know puzzle, you can puzzle, make it up puzzle. we wouldn't know the difference so <laughs> but i but i appreciate that you're not or yes okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pray for him at, we're gonna yes, pray for him at the end of the service definitely. yeah and i can t i can tell about each person and you see this is our uh, this is our pastors and i want to say a few words about this pastor when war started his house is on the north from kiev uh, 55 days we could not reach him and he lived without no electricity without no gas in occupied area and Believe me, he's got so many stories to share. He shared gospel with the Russian soldiers. Mm. And few times he, they just direct weapon on him. And ordinary man, but he covered one, his neighbor, from Russians. He just, he just told, oh, no, don't go to this room, go to other. Uh, it's nobody's here. And he, he saved life to one of his neighbors. Mm. Ordinary men. Doesn't sound very ordinary. Um, yeah. tell, tell me this. So you live in Kiev. How close did it all come to you? Uh, not so close, maybe. 15 miles. From 15 my, miles was that convoy. Yeah. Um, Stopped from, so, from my home. So, the, so we heard. We heard all five. You know, you know. They're like the third, so the third biggest military in the world is 15 miles from your house. Um, let me ask you this. Did you, what did you think, did you guys, did you think Ukraine would be overrun? No. No. I know for you that would sound very weird. Like, logically, we had no chances. If you would look on, like, on the facts, Russian, Russia, 150 millions, Ukraine is 38 millions, uh, one and a half million army, and Ukraine is 250,000. Uh, and so, if you follow facts, airplanes, and we have just a few airplanes, we had no chances. But I grew up in Ukraine, and I know Ukrainians. Ukrainians are the best warriors in the world. Now, I know some people that would, in this room that would beg to differ with you on that. I invite them to come. Right I invite them to come. I can take them <laughs> to front line. If they have some doubt, who? Who want to come? Really, next week. Actually, four guys from my home group now are drafted. From your discipleship group? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking and about that. One before. of them, 22 years old guy officer, he's leading officer for a group of 120 soldiers. And he is on a Donetsk circleway near between Donetsk and Gorlovka. And every day he's messaging me, like, Anton, pray. Today we have two wounded soldiers. So the other day we were talking, we're going to pray for him too. Yeah. The other yes. day. And also, yeah, he's son of our elder. Oh. And, okay, we have six elders. 
three kids, like three of them have kids and that kids are in military. We, we were talking the other day uh, on WhatsApp and, and I'm like, what is that noise? And you're like, that's drones, you know, going over. So this isn't, I mean, you're not immune. It, it's not out there. This is, this, they're... this is really strange war because in normal wars, you have front line. In this war, yeah, there, there, there is front line, but Russians can use rockets, missiles, and drones. Iranian drones become a huge problem for us. Huge. So what we are facing now every day, huge Iranian, Iranian drones with 100 kilos of tratil, they flew. And in one time, it could be like 100 drones. And they attack main transformators and like today we have service and our church you saw our church is big and we had no electricity in Kiev every day we have like lack, lack of electricity if we have no electricity we have no heating no no cell phone no fuel no so you can imagine yeah so drones it, it's a problem and let me add a few things. This is very intensive war. Average number of missiles. Russians every day shoot 50,000 missiles on a front line that is bigger than 1,000 miles. It can be more. When was Mariupol operation, it was 70,000. So it's very intensive. And they sh shoot... 6,000 cruise missiles during this nine months. So the life is different there. But I, it's amazing to be there. It's amazing to be among Ukrainians, tell, among my people. And about tell, tell us some of the things that your, your church is doing. Um, you know, there's some churches here that have been supporting you. Um, yes. So it was, it was kind of interesting. The way we connected was my brother, Vernon, yeah. had, had preached. And uh, yeah, everybody smiles when they say Vernon. Everybody <laughs> likes Vernon. He's just like yeah, that. He's and, like you, but with hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so any, I'll just keep going. Uh, but, uh, but Vernon was there and preached in your church. And, yeah. and when, and I, I speak with my brothers often and um, we were talking and we were praying and, and he mentioned you and your dad. And that's how our relationship began um, was through that other relationship. Tell me what you guys have been doing in the, in the region to bring support and hope. And then I wanna know what yeah. God has been doing. Let me start from what your church helped us to accomplish. When war started, your church gave us $20,000. And we are very, very thankful to you, to everyone. It helped us to prepare and rebuild shelter in the center of Ukraine. So that shelter is for 150 people. And we prepared for winter. So it, we could have refugees who will run from... Uh, okay, in winter, it's really cold. 
a little bit more cold than in Atlanta. <laughs> and so we, we prepare that place. That will be temporary um, shelter. So usually when there is very good location, so people run, uh, run from east, they stop in our place, they have a few days to relax, warm up, and then they can go to West Ukraine. And we are very thankful. Now we are thinking about how we can use that shelter for a spreading gospel. How, how we can do it. Wasn't, wasn't there a camp that you guys got and you didn't even know what you were going to do and then COVID came and yes. kind yeah. of messed that up and now it's, yeah. this, it's this. Yeah, yeah, that is. You that was summer camp. Yeah. That, that was summer camp. And orig- like from the village where my grandfather, he, wa- he planted a church. Mm. And our family got a lot of miracle stories. Miracle stories how God um, saved my grandfather's life during starvation uh, in 1930. You guys have lived now through numerous government changes. Yeah. During my life, actually, I was born in Soviet Union. Woohoo! Uh, I was born in, I'm last generation of Soviets, so I was born in uh, 1988. Yes, I'm not so young. Yeah, 1988. Uh-huh. And uh, so I, during my life, I saw three revolutions, collapse of Soviet Union, and eight-year-long war. So it's life in uncertainty. Yeah. And when I come here and I see that you plan your life actually for next year and next month, that surprised me because in uncertainty, you need to be flexible. You cannot plan your life. And, and for churches, it's also very complicated and hard because when you establish someone in faith and he needs to be discipled, that is about process, about system. Yeah. And it's very hard to do without, like in uncertainty, when you don't know what will happen tomorrow. So that is one of the challenges, uh, yeah. What um, what have some what's some specific things that you've seen God do in in the midst of this? Okay, I hate war. It's terrible. It's heartbreaking. Uh, I don't want you to know what is it. But in wartime, you can see such as things that you never, never never will see in a peaceful time. You can see such a love. You can see acceptance. You can see how people open doors of their home and like 50 people can live and like our neighbors, like our guys from church just open doors and and like 50, 30 people every day. And we can see sacrifice sacrifice and what I see what God is doing is as you were singing he turned it into blessing because people are looking for justice for hope and for light and I believe that we have message and not just message we have, we, we can accept them. They are looking for, I don't know how you call it in English, um, 
everyone want to be accepted yeah and church is place where actually we can we, we can live it mm -hmm. and look what in a wartime nobody need a institutional church nobody war forced us to rethink idea of church it's not institution when war comes we need no institutions we need family yeah we need someone to share this to solve all of these problems to cry together to find solutions to to to, to cooperate to, to to work together and i i i believe that that what god is doing he forced us to rethink what is church it's more than just coming on Sundays here. It's about sharing lives. It's about thinking together. Fight. War brings out such a questions that you, you cannot find answers in Google. And there are such a questions yeah. that you need to live with. You, you cannot find simple answer. And to find answers, you need to share this question with your fellowship with your brothers sisters worship team come on up I'm, i want to ask you one more question um just on a really personal i want you to sit down just for one question all right so, just one question now now i'm afraid i'm just teasing i'm just teasing um you know i i realized um you know over the last couple of years it's it's been it's been, pastoring's been challenging in the States. I mean, I hear this from pastors here. Um, and it's certainly been unlike any time I've ever pastored. Um, and y y there's, been, there's been the COVID thing. There's been ethnic strife. There's, um, there's been the, a lot of young people have kind of walked away from the faith very strongly. Um, and, um, and, and, I just know in the last couple of years how often I've been discouraged. And, you know, this, this weekend was, this weekend was, I, Friday was, Friday was this kind of weird day for me because I spoke to a group of 600 high schoolers and it went well. I didn't say anything dumb or anything like that. And, you know, they actually applauded me when I was done and, and it was, it went well. But like all weekend, I was kind of sad and I didn't know why. And then I opened my planner up yesterday. I realized it's, it would have been my mom's 100th birthday. And, and you know, our body kind of keeps score on all these things in our lives, even sometimes when we're not fully aware of it. Um, and then I, I in, you know, in the last few months, as I've kind of weighed some of those things out and talked, you know, and honestly, pastoring you guys has not been horrible. Um, I've got buddies that pastor that's been horrible. I've got friends whose churches have closed in this season. Um, I got friends whose, um, you know, whose churches have split over the ethnic challenges and, and all those kinds of things. And, um, but how has God sustained not your church, but you, Anton? What have you seen God doing in you? How has God 
been that support for you. It's hard to answer now because for me, this is like a dream. Like two weeks and I'll come back to reality. And we are still in the middle of process. And sometimes it really feels like desert. It really feels like desert. And sometimes I cannot preach. I cannot preach because I'm full of pain and of angriness. When you're full of pain and angriness, you cannot come on stage with a message of hope because you need to find first find hope for yourself. I know definitely that God is doing something with me now. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what. But I like picture from this text that we started from. So I imagine when I have no words to say to God and I'm full of yeah. angerness and pain, Holy Spirit is doing this for me. I have no words. And He shares this with me. And I'm not alone. And our guys are not alone on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Our churches on the front lines, they're not alone. Holy Spirit is crying when we have no words and when we fall down, He's praying for us. Maybe in one year from now, I would have better answer on your question. That's a pretty good one. But I don't know what this God doing. Yeah. Um, I do know this, that, um, you know, we've, we've Skyped and WhatsApped and messaged and text. And, um, and then I saw you this morning in the airport. Yeah. And, and um, you know, we had, we had not physically met, you know, in person before. And um, I, I don't know, it just struck me, that's what heaven's going to be like, you know? Like we're going to see all these people that that we've prayed for, that we knew, that we um, that we experienced, that we were around, and 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 just just for that moment, everything made sense. Yeah. Just for that, I don't. I, I can't even put that into. I can't. I don't know how to explain that. But just for a moment there, like like everything made sense. For just, it's like this is right in the midst of everything in your world. That's not right for just a minute, just as, just not even a minute, just a moment. Everything was right. Yeah. Um, please go ahead. This passage, there is image of like when I read it, there, I feel that there is image like, you know, when woman is just to to have baby, it's very painful and she's crying. And. When I look on this earth and what's going on with this world, I have this image like a lady is just to have baby, just like half an hour before. 
Yeah. And it's pain, pain, pain. But there is no other way to have new world. There is no other way to bring new new creation. Yeah. New beginning. Yeah. And God is working through this. And thank you that you are not just in this bubble. Thank you that you see us and you share it with us. In Ukraine, it's, you know what is the hardest? It's not to live without electricity in winter and without heating. No, the hardest thing is to feel disconnected from our brothers and sisters all around the world and from God. That is the most scariest thing to feel disconnected. We're, we're going to, um, we're going to pray. We started something last week and we just asked small group leaders and prayer team members to go over onto the edges of the church and, and to pray over the room. But, but also you all can take your prayer cards to them and, and be prayed over. Um, we, we're, we're going to move. There's a lot of, listen, we're, we've been working hard on 2023. We've got, we've got even some Sunday school options. We're going to do all those kinds of things. We want there's some things for adults that we want to be doing a lot better, but the biggest thing that we want to do better is pray. We, we want prayer to become the, I love that we're known for our kids. I love that we've got a great student program. I love our worship. I mean, for a church our size, my goodness, our worship is good. I, you know, I want to preach pretty decent week to week. But I want us to be known as a people of prayer. That's what I want us to be known as. And we so, need your prayers. We need your prayers more than any other things. So we're going to pray for you this morning, but, what, but I want you to join our prayer people out on the edges. If you'll go on over there um, and, uh, and you can bring your prayer cards or you can come up and be prayed over. Maybe you got something that you'd like to tell somebody that's not here and he won't share it with me and it'll go back to Ukraine um, and you just got something private that you want to share. Would you guys go ahead and stand um, and, and I, want to, I want us to just begin this time of prayer We've got communion here. There's notes in your grace notes about what communion is. Anita and I are going to come and, and serve that. But, um, but um, so Anton's going to be back here in this corner right here. If you got something heavy and you just want Anton to pray over you, um, he'll do that this morning. We have people um, in the different corners, men and women, um, bring your prayer cards. Um, Jesus, I know that you exist in the middle of wars or I wouldn't be here. Um, I know you met my father on a ship in November of 1942 and you sustained him. God, I pray that you will sustain Anton Anatoly. Lord, this church in Kiev. God, I pray for our kids as Sarah mentioned today, our schools, the things going on in our community 
And Lord, we come before you, and this is the thing that we know and that we can be thankful for, that we, when we need a God, we can call out to one because he exists and his name is Jesus. And you are a man acquainted with suffering and grief and hope. And there's things that don't make sense right now. But one day, for longer than just a moment, it will be right. And we long for that in Jesus' name.